The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 119 of Spur of the Moment. Coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost a tough one in Los Angeles to the Lakers by a score of 113-104. to That drops the Spurs record to 14 wins, 34 losses overall. That was fourth in the lottery standings. But we're recording this episode the day after, so we have an update on the lottery standings tonight. Now, Drew, what were your thoughts about the Lakers-Spurs game last night? Yeah, I think it was tough. I don't really think we shot the ball very well. We had a lot of guys that just didn't really shoot the ball very well. Because in this game, the Spurs shot 37% from the field and 23% from the three-point lines. That was one of our worst shooting nights in a long time, and... We had a couple of good performances, like Keldon Johnson always had a good game. A good performance from Zach Collins, but we didn't know that Anthony Davis was going to return, and he ended up returning, <laughs> yeah, and he, he had a pretty good game. So yeah, he did. So the Lakers ended up winning that game. Yeah. So, you know, Spurs came up short, but not all is bad. Uh, in the standings, right now, we are sitting tied in that fourth slot. The Charlotte Hornets actually won tonight, so that put them in a tie, but I believe the tiebreaker – they beat us, right, yeah. earlier in the season. But we'd have to lose tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd have to lose that one. So we'll see. Also, the Detroit Pistons got a win as well tonight. So overall, the way the lottery standings are sitting, which if you're a Spurs fan, you have an idea of why we say lottery standings because we know that the three worst teams have the same odds of getting the number one pick. The number four pick, the odds decrease slightly. So you kind of want to be in that first three teams mix. Right now, the worst team in the league, Houston Rockets, 11 wins, 38 losses. Second worst team, Detroit Pistons, now 13 wins, 37 losses. Third worst team slash fourth tied with the Spurs. Charlotte Hornets are 14 wins, 36 losses. And the Spurs going into tonight's game against the L.A. Clippers are 14 wins, 34 losses. So kind of an interesting storyline as we develop in this uh Chase for either Scoot Henderson or Victor Webinyama, the way the draft rolls. But we'll get back to this game and talk about that. And let's listen to Coach Popovich's words about the Spurs. I thought they were pretty wise words from Pop. Guys played their butts off. You know, we're making a lot of uh, young type mistakes. But uh, two-point game with eight minutes to go. And at that point, you know, we couldn't make a shot. They made three threes in a row, made an 11-point game. At that point, we just went back and forth. But the effort was there. Uh, we're getting better day by day. Uh, just got to keep the faith. Work on everything that we think we need to shore up. And that's a lot of different areas. Uh, but they're a willing group. Great to work with. And uh, we can't get frustrated. We just got to keep on playing. That's the only choice. Yeah, so just keep on playing, as Pop says, and keep on plugging through this season, which... 
we knew the record was going to be similar to what it is, but uh, sometimes Spurs fans lose sight of that because they just want to win. But it's all in the nature of developing and rebuilding the Spurs franchise. All right, let's get to our top two. In, uh, oh, sorry. We have to do our lottery segment tonight and see where that lands us tonight as the fourth team. We're going to simulate the lottery, and then we're going to talk about the player that the Spurs could end up with if everything goes the way this lottery simulator says. So, well, we're going to take a second to load. Let's get to our top two, bottom two, why the lottery simulator is loading, and then we'll kick back to the lottery after we do our top two, bottom two. Oh, wait, just popped on. Here we go. Here's the lottery simulation for tonight. And we stayed at the four slot. And in the four slot, this mock draft has us drafting Brandon Miller from Alabama. Arguably the best college player in the nation this year. Brandon Miller stands six foot nine, 200 pounds. And uh, here's a stat line for this season. He's averaging 19.5 points a game, 8.2 rebounds a game, 1.8 assists a game, 0.8 blocks, 0.8 steals. His shooting free throw percentage is 82%, which is really good for a college player. But also, almost even better than that, his three-point percentage for a college player, 45% for a 6'9", 200-pound, who I think, I've watched him play a couple times, I think is the best player in college. Drew, what are your thoughts about Brandon Miller? Yeah, easily the best player in college. One of the best players in college we've seen in a pretty long time. I think he's great. Averaging 19.5 points a game in the college level is very difficult to do um, with uh, the game being shorter. And just he's just play, been playing very well, and I can't wait to see him play in the NBA because he's just been very, very good. Yeah, I think Brandon Miller has a lot of upside. Uh, he's 20 years old now, so he's younger than—I mean, older than some of the players on our roster um, right now. But uh, at 20, 20, but by draft time he'll be 20 and a half years old. But he's a really exciting player, and he's a, one of the reasons I think Alabama is a Final Four team this year, if not the champion. I think he's a very talented player, and he's got a lot of winning experience. So that's where the uh, draft led us tonight. All right, let's get to our top two, bottom two now, Drew. Uh, you want to go, or you yeah, want me I'll to go? Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get okay. it. So for my number one top two of this night, I went with Keldon Johnson with another fantastic night. In this game, Keldon Johnson had 25 points, five rebounds, one offensive rebound. He shot nine of 20 from the field and three of six from the three-point line in 33 minutes. Keldon Johnson makes my top two again. What a good night from Keldon Johnson. He's my number one. My second top two, I went with Zach Collins, who came off the bench. He had 24 minutes. He had he played 24 minutes, had 16 points, with 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, shooting 6 of 10 from the field in this game. So those are my top two. All right. Well, I also went with Keldon Johnson. I mean, Keldon's doing what the team leader should do. Uh, 25 points, knocking down three threes, five boards. I, I just think he had a great night. And then my number two, no surprise, but Sohan love for me, Jeremy Sohan, who, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't noticed, his entire offensive game has changed since the one-hand free throw. I was looking at a stat comparison, and it is crazy what that did to his entire offensive game. But he's now scored double figures in five straight games. He had 14 points, seven rebounds, ended up knocking down a three, ended up with three assists, and uh, also, for good measure, had a steal. So Jeremy Sohan is my number two on my top two.
All right, let's get to the bottom two, Drew. Yeah, so for my, my number one bottom two, I decided to go with Stanley Johnson, who really didn't play well at all. In this game, Stanley Johnson had zero points, three turnovers, had three rebounds, but shot 0 of 2 from the field and 0 of 1 from the three-point line in 14 minutes. He had more turnovers than points, and he also didn't make a shot. So he has to be my number one on the bottom two. My second bottom two, I went with Trey Jones, who really had not a very surprising night from Trey Jones. He doesn't have nights like this very much. He had six points, six assists, but he shot 3 of 15 from the field and 0 of 5 from the three-point line in 26 minutes. He did have four steals, which is amazing, though, so he still didn't have a terrible game, but he makes my number two. All right. Well, my number one is going to be Josh Richardson. He ended up shooting 3 of 12, which he needs to come off and, and hit for us, but he was only 1 of 6 from three-point line, so that's why he was my number one. And then my number two, uh, hate to pick on him, but just the minutes and the production weren't weren't great for Jakob Pertl last night. Uh, he only ended up with five points and uh, one of four shooting. Uh, he did grab eight boards, but you know I think I think Jakob, I'm I'm pretty much expecting close to a double double every night. So uh, that's why he made my bottom two. All right, let's get to the next segment of the show called the Question of the Day. Remember, you can always text your questions to 512-540-1626. Tonight's question comes from Terrence in Seguin, Texas. Terrence's question was, I've heard that Russell Westbrook rumor over and over again, and I've seen it on all my socials. In your estimation, do you think this could actually happen? Drew, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I think that's a very good question. I know the Lakers have really been struggling with Russell Westbrook. I've heard it on Colin Cowherd's show. He's talked about that Russell Westbrook doesn't fit on the Lakers and he hasn't been playing well in the half-court offense. So I do hear this rumor, but I really don't think that it's actually going to happen. I don't think he will get traded to the Spurs. I do think he might get traded to another team, but I don't think it's going to be the Spurs. But that's just me on that. What are your takes on that? Yeah, so I'm just looking it up and – on Clutch Sports, it said this just came out uh, yesterday. The Lakers and the Spurs Russell Westbrook trade talks are still alive, and uh, you know, basically, San Antonio would be taking on Russell Westbrook's contract, forty-seven million dollars, um, as long as they can receive a draft pick or two. So basically, they're going to rent the player to take on the contract to get draft picks, and he's only going to play for. You know, the last half of this season, um, obviously the February 9th trade di- deadline is looming, so it's going to have to happen quick. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the word. So to answer your question, Terrence, I don't think that's going to happen. I think probably uh, the Spurs could take on that salary. They saved a lot of cap money. And it's just are the Lakers willing to get rid of more draft picks? I know they just got rid of three for Rui Hachimura. So, if they're willing to get rid of some first-rounders in the future years, I think the Spurs would do it. But if they're not willing to sacrifice a first-rounder, if they're just going to offer a second-rounders, I don't think the Spurs do it. So thanks for your question, Terrence. All right, now it's time for This Day in Spurs History. Drew, what you got for us? Yeah, so I'm going to take this back to January 27, 2016, where the San Antonio Spurs absolutely destroyed the Houston Rockets, winning this game 130-99. to And our leading scorer in this game was L.A., LaMarcus Aldridge, who put up 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. A good night from LaMarcus. We had Danny Green, who knocked down a couple threes. He had 18 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. 
Kawhi Leonard the Claw <laughs> had 18 points, one rebound, one assist. Tony Parker had 15 points and seven assists. Manu Ginobili had six points, three assists, four rebounds. And Boban Marijuanovic. The hell you say his name? Mar- no, Maranovic. Maranovic had 13 points and 10 rebounds. That is this day in Spurs history. And this game improved the Spurs record to 39-7. and That was wow. awesome. Dominant years. I think this was one of the greatest teams to never win a championship because Kawhi Leonard got hurt. Oh, that that's year? right. That was the Warriors year. Yeah. Well, speaking of Kawhi Leonard... Guess who the Spurs play next on Thursday night at 9.30? Los Angeles Clippers. Yep, Kawhi Leonard is back. Last time he had a season high against the Spurs, of course. But uh, this one, obviously the Clippers, Spurs are coming off a recent game with them. Came up short in that one. Going to be a tough test. The Clippers are doing really well right now. Uh, They just knocked off the Lakers. But they're finally healthy, which they weren't earlier in the year. So their record may not reflect that quite as much. Uh, just because they've had a lot of injuries. And, of course, Kawhi is going to sit out every uh, other game, it seems like. But, uh, anyway, so far the Clippers have beat the Spurs all three matchups. This is the last time we're going to play them this year. What can you tell us about L.A.? Yeah, so I'm very excited to play the Clippers tonight. I think that the Clippers are a very good team when healthy. They might be a top-four team in the West. Some of their players, they have Paul George, who's averaging 23 points, six rebounds, five assists on the year. Kawhi Leonard, who's averaging 21 points. Six rebounds, four assists. He's beginning his points averages up, playing more. Norman Powell, who's averaging 16 points, three rebounds. Marcus Morris, who's averaging 13 points, four boards. John Wall, who's averaging 11 points, two rebounds, five assists. And Reggie Jackson, who's averaging 11 points, two rebounds, three assists. And a lot of other guys that are really good role players. So that's a little bit about the Clippers. Yeah, and they're coming into this thing with a 26-24 and 24 overall record. They've won 26, lost 24. Uh, I'm going to pick with my player to go off. I think Keldon's been kind of on a, a leadership role and doing a lot of things offensively, so he's my player to go off. I think he's going to do his part to try to keep us in this game. I think it's a tough challenge for Spurs, especially on a back-to-back on the road. Um, and unfortunately, I got the Clippers winning by 16. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, that's that's kind of how I see this one. I think the Vegas line is 13.5. Um, I got the Clippers winning by more than that. Drew, what about you? Yeah, so for my player to go off, I'm going to go for a long shot here. I'm going to go with Mr. K. Debates Diop to be my player to go off. He had a pretty good game against the Lakers. He had 11.7 rebounds and two steals and a block. I think that if he plays a little bit, about 20 minutes, I think he'll be uh, a good player to go off. So he's my player to go off. Yeah, and and that's a good one. I was going to make mention of K. Debates Diop earlier with that Lakers game because he had an awesome game, but if you remember his Lakers game last year, which was one of the best games that we've seen in recent memory, but he's done well on that court, so I like that pick yeah. a lot. That's a good one. All right. My prediction. Your prediction, yeah. Let's yeah. see Let's see what happens. Yes. Uh, so my, for my prediction, I'm going to go with the Clippers to win this game by 24. <laughs> I hate to do it, uh, but it's going to happen. Drew thinks it's going to be a beatdown. Let's hope that it's not. Let's hope that both of us are wrong. Remember, we always do this in the – Spirit of just trying to give you the the best info on it, but we always want the Spurs to win. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!